Welcome to Yoga Within Ayurveda or the Yoga of Ayurveda with Lord Shiva, Parvati, Ganesh and Skanda. So it's a family affair. <laughs> yoga is amazing. For most of us who do yoga or are yoga or becoming yoga, which is that union, it's so much more than what words can express. It's the entwining of our DNA. It's the double helix of our DNA strands. It's it's everything that is conscious and yet not conscious until it is conscious. It's consciousness itself, self-realized. The smarty of life, um, we could go on. But for different people, it's different things. For some people, they focus out of those eight limbs on the asanas for physical fitness, mental fitness, because when we're bo our body is physically fit, then uh, we're very fortified within our mental mind. And also, it can help align our emotional body as well. But there's so many tributaries that stream um, within that one word of yoga. And so Lord Shiva and uh, Ganesh, along with Pravati and Skanda, who you don't really hear that much within the context of these courses, uh, but they decided to come together to present it. As we're talking, they'll weave knowledge and wisdom of their take on yoga in, in, in the timelessness of it. Because in the world there's fads, you know, sometimes there's a marketing ploy and it's all a push towards one particular stream in anything, any profession, any journey, um, whatever's trending, that sort of thing. And then there's those people who are moving into the timelessness of art timelessness of it all, no matter what it is. And uh, this is where Lord Shiva is self-seeding uh, this wisdom. So when you're ready, and you can switch the audio off, uh, audio off until you are ready, um, find a quiet space. And there'll be long periods where there's just quiet or we'll, we'll ask you to switch it off and just go into your own space so Lord Ganesh um, can um, prepare you within the Muladhara. And while that seems like a funny way to express it, he literally is physically the presence within that Muladhara vortex of creativity and the gateway of existence within the physical form. And beyond that, being the primordial Om, as many of you are nodding and have very much studied, He's going to take you on a different journey to all the things that have been studied in the world. There's so many books, uh, beautiful teachers that have passed down the wisdom of that knowledge. He would like to, with your permission, to take you on your own sattvic personal journey. And sattvic can mean many things. There's a definition when you look it up and you Google or the definition that maybe have been has been passed down to you. He wants to, in your readiness, play with you and really share the wonderment of what it is to be immersed in the earth element within the Muladhara and how that streams through the physical form. And then when you are ready, Lord Shiva will come through and um, share the dance, as will Parvati, which is why she's come on board with this, that Shakti Shiva Nataraj dance that's just so exquisite that everyone is the embodiment of, uh, but not always aware of it. And it's that communion of the isness, it's what, Yoga really means that union of the Shakti Shiva, that essence, that primordial source energy that's all pervading. No matter what label we, we gift something or gift an experience, there's always something that's beyond the context of a label. And this is what this particular section in the Ayurvedic course is all about. It's very personal. It's, there's things in there that we can't articulate in an audio because they themselves, including Skanda, would like to envelope you in that energetic stream through the earth element 
connected to the fire element and of course with the um, water element as well. And definitely the air and ether will come and participate with that with Skanda. So it's an exciting time, it's an exciting opportunity. It may shatter some of your belief systems, it may give rise to questioning whether it's possible, but some of you are already working with them very, very seamlessly. It may be not something you openly express, but a lot of you are already connected on so many different sound waves. So wherever you're at, they meet and greet you wherever you are currently presiding within yourself with. And then only in your readiness, they will then help you if you would like it, and it's an, it's an available opportunity for those who want to take them up on it, to share the wonderment of this. And Prabhati, uh, from first-hand experience, is such a beautiful being, such a beautiful person in um, the cosmic realms, and known as the Ma element, uh, the embodiment of the Himalayas, and so much more. And then Skanda, you know, <laughs> that which fights within us and that quells that inner fight that we often feel when we want to move on to something or we're around an energetic stream that's trying to, you know, contain what we are. You know, Skanda's such an amazing person being um, who really helps cajole that, that willfulness and help it come back into alignment. And then Ganesh is the giggle of it all. Plus the wisdom. He just is very poetic. He has a way of making everything rhyme. And uh, and when you feel that, you feel this musical, lyrical notation and connotation to everything you do. There's a dance to everything we are in life. There's a dance to the way we put our words together. There's a dance with the way our tone moves through the physical world and beyond that. So it's a beautiful synergy and they're an extension of you and yet they're also the embodiment of all of what we are as human beings in a vibrational frequency. And it ties in when we get when you get to that module about so who are the deities and what is a deity as such in the context of Ayurveda. And Ayurveda, remember, by definition, in the language of what is, is vast. It's infinity itself. Beyond the science of life, as the words convey, it's vast, it's infinite. So it can embody anything within the grandeur of the cosmos, whether it's the cosmic mind or the extension of all that is within that, which is totally not containable in, in a way of expressing it through word, but it can be an experiential adventure and journey. So we'll start now, and you'll when, it, when you do decide that this is the moment that you want to get involved with them in that frequency, then you'll weave back into this audio. So we'll do, it'll feel like it's uh, jarring a little bit because we'll stop and start, all of a sudden we'll move into some other direction and then come back to it and you'll feel like it's a little bit over the pace. But what it's actually doing is, is Lord Ganesh is creating tapestries, little pockets within your psyche, um, in your muladhara, I know your psyche is not always based on you, but it is in this case, uh, and just creating a different sort of awareness. And sometimes when we've been, you know, teaching for a long time, or we're um, a student of the, the 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 whole journey of life, and we've been reading about things and listening to other teachers. Going direct, and we always say that when we do our immersion creative consultations, we always recommend that a person before you listen to anything outside of you, to go direct to source energy. And often the people that you're working with outside of you, you've gone to them for many reasons, but a lot of the time it's to help you connect to that direct 
source connection, right? Because sometimes we feel a bit confused from within, we distrust our what we're hearing within and we can't discern what's our intuitive self and what's the stuff that's making up all the stories that are creating issues in our tissues and so it goes on however when you come back into the elongated breath in the pranayama flow it really helps calm that mind it it, it really puts a cessation on the infinite stories out of drama that we keep creating and then acting out in the world so the breath is just really simple. And sometimes some of you, you know, who love the water element, you know, you feel really good when you've immersed yourself in water. So whatever it is for you, but definitely include the pranayama breath. It will really invoke something very, very deep into in, within the muladhara. So we ask that you do that as well. So there's other components of this journey within yoga in this first audio that we want to share with you. And it's very generic. Initially, it's very generic, and we'll leave it up to you to go specific um, within all of you. And we'll, you'll find that we'll keep adding modules to this yoga um, section of the Ayurveda course, just because as they work with people, then they come to the Bodhi and entity, which there's a lot of us involved in Bodhi, and they'll request a streaming of a particular insight or a particular inquiry that maybe one of the students has uh, requested and it's ignited something that they want to share with um, the wider audience the wider community through this medium there's many ways to share something you know they could write a song they could do anything and they do so we've written a dolphin song in that in, uh, and a beautiful person is putting the musical notes to that as we speak so there's so many things to express in yoga and Ayurveda, the two terminologies that we're, you know, throwing around at one giant, giant cosmic party. But let's focus on another component. So when you're ready, get comfortable. And we're going to ask you to just to tap in, like we always do, to tap into your breath and feel where your energy is. And it's not necessarily the breath that's coming through your nose or mouth and breathing into your lungs. It's where the air element directs you with a navigational tool of the ether. The ether works very seamlessly within the air element. So while that's connected to vata, it's connected to all the doshas, kapha and pita as well. Because without the entire dance of the elements, our bodies don't function as seamlessly in a physical form. There's so much more to that we would go into, but not in this Ayurvedic course we're running. It's just, it's constantly evolving as we go along as life is as well because it's interconnected so feel comfortable and just feel at peace within yourself feel where your attention has been drawn to and then allow the focus of intent by the perusia within you that, that consciousness within you is going to start oscillating and pulsating through your body, through your entire being. Yeah, that's it. And you'll actually feel this sense of light body, almost like you're looking at your own being as this form of light with eyes. <laughs> and it's getting this opportunity to look all around where your more dense structure is. It's really having a look around. Now, it's an amazing experience. It's like looking at something in 3D. <laughs> And it's insightful. And this is really where we stream from, this capacity to stream in the way that we do with the multi-dimensions that we live within, but within our physical form, there's a conglomeration of different energetic frequencies that come into the party of Buddha. 
and it's fun. We're always we're always having fun with it. It's playful, and it really helps you recognize that your physical cellular structure is so much more than what you see in the mirror, of you know a mirror that you have on your wardrobe or that kind of mirror. So, because in this world there's lots of mirroring. There's a mirror between each other. There's a mirror between um, nature. There's a mirror. So many. We won't go there. So feeling relaxed, so yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So sit with this for a while. Get to know this beautiful being that you are that's actually showing itself to you in many, many ways, but it's pure light. And it may have this silhouette, so it's it's a silhouette form. It reminds us of the movie Casper. <laughs> Casper was the ghost. And you had these beautiful big eyes and uh, the silhouette of energy. Just relax into that. And notice that there's no fear. It's such a natural state, you know. It's And your mind is totally at ease with this experience. This is also yoga. This is what Lord Shiva teaches as yoga. It's one of the pivotal turning points. A bit like when um, he sees people go to a yoga class or go and have a yoga session with their one-on-one -on -one teacher and they want to be uh, coming to alignment in front of that teacher. But really, before you even arrive at the destination, or um, begin your yoga practice, whether it's yoga practice through asanas uh, or asanas, depending on how you say it. And there's no one way that's right to say it. It's however the sound waves come through your language. So he always requests all of his students, and he has many, many students, touch base with yourself. Connect with where you're at. You know, if you've had a really hectic day and you're a little bit stressed or a whole lot stressed, connect with it. Really recognize that and start breathing differently. Start becoming conscious of how you're breathing to calm your nervous system down. Let go of the energy that's hooking in you from the day event, the day's events, or you've had a really restless night and it hasn't been peaceful at all. You know, come into your breath, cleanse that restless spirit that you know, has kept you up most of the night or been tossing and turning and come into a state of calm through the breath and just allow that. It's, it doesn't take a long time. You don't spend 10 minutes. Most people are in a rush when they're either getting ready to go somewhere or, or getting the kids ready or, or whatever it is that you've got going on in your life. There's so many things and whatever they are, it really takes nanoseconds to do this because it's what you are, not what you do. So just go into your breath. If ever you come across that, no matter what, but this is coming back to you, what Shiva's um, required of, or asks of his students, is to connect with who, where you're at, feel where your energy's at. And that might be really irritating, especially when you think, I've got no time for this. <laughs> and see how the tone changes and your whole body's like jarred and shaking a little bit. So, and that may seem extreme, but often that's how it feels from within, you know. And it, it, you get irritated by the whole process of having to be quiet and see how our tone's changing. You know, and it's ooh and ooh and ooh. <laughs> you know? There's not one person that hasn't felt that at one particular time, if not many times in their life. And uh, this is how it is when we're stressed. Even for those people who keep internalizing it, which is really not a wise thing to do. And you don't want to internalize any stress whatsoever. And yet it's a stressful world more often than not because a lot of us, most of us actually, aren't living from our constitution that which is natural to us. We're always drawn into something that doesn't naturally flow to us. And that's not saying that what you're doing um, can't be 
grown uh, or moved into as part of your constitution, but your constitution within an Ayurvedic context really helps you find your footing as what flows naturally and effortlessly for you. And then as you really embody the conscious connection of that, it's much easier to then move into drawing on different skills that can only enhance that original constitution rather than enforcing yourself and pushing through um, and causing an upset within your, your mental and emotional body as well as your physical body because it's a strain. Everything is a strain. Now, that's not saying that in your yoga practice and you know these beautiful teachers and I'm sure that we've been one of them at some point that when you're feeling something and you want to give up that there's the teacher that will say push through that pain so really we can't speak for everyone but our take on that is to don't give up on yourself you know recognize where your breath is, where you're flowing, breathe into that stuck energy that's causing the resistance to keep moving through and then move through it. And that's our context and take on the word pushing through that pain. It's breathing into it because as you breathe into that area of blocked energy, which is what pain is, a blocked um, static state of energy because energy is constant movement, then by breathing through and into that blocked energy, you're clearing the pathways. And Hanuman's an amazing accredited teacher in helping people move through that stuck blocked energy as Ganesh, but they work seamlessly together, yet have a different embodied energy with that, which is amazing because you have this amazing team at your call, in integrity, in respect, always respect that which comes to serve always, 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 always be in gratitude and, and to yourself that you had the knowledge to actually know that you're not alone and that also that you have help when you require it and that it's to be in mutual respect of that. So coming back to that quietness, before you undertake any activity, feeling where your energy is really helps you move through whatever you're about to um, move through in your life because where you if your energy is low it's and you've got to go through something that's really intensive whether it's a you know public speaking that maybe is not it's not uncomfortable for you but there's areas of doubt where you think oh maybe could I could improve that and there's all those things that go on with that or we're a little bit insecure because maybe the audience can be one of those tough audiences that are sitting back and saying I want to see that person fail <laughs> There's so many things, isn't there, in life. But if you focus on where your energy is and then if you require more of that energy to fuel you through the fire element, it's available to you. And then there's moments where even though you're very aware of your energetic space, you understand your own body, you understand the flow of how your energy moves in your, in your world and still you can't summon that vital life force to you. This is yoga again, and, and Lord Shiva is very adamant that this is shared in this particular audio, is that there are moments in our existence where the total letting go of the doer is pivotal to a change in direction of how and what you are. And that that is always going to be amazing. It's never an, a change in direction for something, you know, out of alignment. It's always to come into an expansion of an alignment 
uh, and sometimes it can feel like it's a complete change of direction. But it's usually coming back to what is your expanded sense of what your own constitution within the Ayurvedic terminology and understanding is to expand on that and um, really bring more of your light body in to your physical form. And this is where we come back in. And one of the major uh, structures of this Ayurvedic course is the ability in Shiva, with Lord Shiva, to self-seed. And same with Ganesh. The two of them are really excited about helping people know and remember how to self-seed. It's, it's so important um, because Earth itself is shifting its consciousness and we're living in many, many different paradigms within Earth. And for those of you who have found this course, it's, it's done not on the medical field as such but totally on energetics, which is where the foundation in Ayurveda and yoga came from, energetics. So sharing this wisdom within the self and having the conversation, anything that's not understood, have the conversation whether you articulate it out loud or you write it down in a journal or um, put it on a vision board of the questions you would like answered. You know, we have this beautiful opportunity to be the self-inquirer and until we don't need it anymore. But when we're asking questions, the answer's always bubbling up. And when we don't understand the answers, rather than putting a meaning and infusing that meaning uh, to that response rather than letting the answer be what it is and then allowing the understanding in flow to come to you when you're ready to be in receiving or receivership of that. So these are all different elements of yoga. So you can see how we're moving in different parts of that one word within union, but they're all pivotal. It's like within a wheel there's many cogs and those cogs all form part of the mechanics of the wheel. And so too with Ayurveda. There are so many, that's why sometimes in Ayurveda it's so vast. Do you study and focus on becoming a Vastu um, professional person? Do you study the um, horoscope in its many forms? And, or do you study the Ayurvedic psychology of life or the herbology? Um, you know, or become really amazing at using pulse diagnosis? You know, and they're all part of it, and it's so vast. You could spend a lifetime just studying one of those components, which is part of the whole. But the first thing Ayurveda teaches is to become a blank canvas yourself, as whether you're a practitioner, a teacher, someone who just thrives on learning and uh, self-discovery. Then, when we're looking at ourselves, or another person has come to you for assistance in some way, rather than trying zero to try and uh, zero in on what could be possibly wrong or an upset or an out of balance, the first thing Lord Shiva teaches in Ayurveda, and so does Dhanavatari and the Ashwini twins, is to surrender, surrender all the names, surrender all the labels, surrender anything that you have then been taught because it's amazing when you're completely emptied out of all those beautiful books that you've read <laughs> and all the exquisite knowledge you've gained and the wisdom that comes with that knowledge surrender it because when you're looking at yourself again it's like giving birth all over again and we do that every nanosecond as a cell renews you're giving birth to something but also if someone has come to you for assistance letting go and surrendering and opening up to source energy really changes the dynamics and the energetic connection with that which has come to you. It's really fascinating. It does take trust, a huge amount of trust, because sometimes 
like anything really, you might go blank. There might be just nothing. There's this big sense of space. And, you know, sometimes quiet can be very uncomfortable for people when something's really quiet and still, that we want to fill it up with speech. But sometimes the quiet is where the information is sitting, ready to rise up and be shared. And that is including the person that's come to you as, a, as, a, as someone who is needing assistance from your wisdom because they see you as someone who can possibly help because energy is drawn to another energetic form for many, many reasons. But sometimes that wisdom, just by being presence itself, unearths something for that person. And just like the seed that's sown in that person, it sprouts up and, and they start to get their own insight and that makes a really beautiful synergy between the practitioner, whether it's someone who's self-knowledgeable, you know, just about self-growth, personal journey, or someone that's come to you as um, wanting some assistance in some way, whether it says uh, sees you as a yoga teacher, Ayurvedic teacher, or, any, or anything really, or a practitioner, physician, whatever. But when you're coming together on a sound wave that is openly sharing and communicating, collaborating to find optimum health and well-being for longevity. That's a beautiful synergy of sharing. And therefore, it takes that onus and responsibility of either one of you to find an end result, to find a cure. Because most people come to another with symptoms. You know, everything's symptoms. Oh, I've got a pain in the head. Oh, my knee's playing up. They're all symptoms not the cause, they're symptoms. So symptomology diagnosis in Ayurveda is really fascinating. But when you're seeing someone already whole as a healed being, it really, it really transmutes that symptom instantly. You've, so, you've sown the seed or the person's sown the seed of wellness immediately in that nanosecond. So coming from where Lord Shiva is teaching this, and he goes into this at great depths and weaves it through on all different sound ways, and so does Ganesh and Skanda as well, and Pralvati and others, Hanuman, Krishna comes in as well. There are beautiful... Krishna is one of the major teachers of Mama Point Massage, and he teaches um, Snahana as well, because Snahana is the pouring of the beautiful warm herbal-infused oil um, over the body, and it's liquid love. It's just beautiful. So who who better to teach it? Unconditional love. It's, it's beautiful. Heaven sent in an earthly realm. <laughs> so you can see this is all yoga. It's all part of the union. It's all part of self-care, self-love, nutrition. You know, thought is also nutrition-based. Our thoughts are also the food we eat. So another component in this yoga of that the, the the family, what we call the family, have come together to share. And each one is a beautiful tapestry within the vast tapestry of cosmic consciousness. And this is what we wanted to share as an introduction to the yoga that Pravati, Skanda, Ganesh and Lord Shiva are here uh, to become the embodiment with you one-on-one -on -one, or you want to get a group. If you've got other students you connected with that have joined this course and you want to get together, absolutely, they will come to your party just invite them in and they will embody what it is you're um, requiring of them to share the wisdom and the wonderment of nature itself. Okay, so we hope we, you've enjoyed this first introduction of yoga within the Ayurvedic course. We look forward to sharing the next audio and now move on to, in your readiness, the PowerPoint presentation. Namaste. Talk soon. <laughs>